Hey, what's up? This is Amanda Kiernan from Into Eternity and the Order of Chaos. Hey guys, this is Stu from Death Dealer. This is Vicky Sarakis from The Agonist. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. Hi, this is Charlotte from The Lane, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome, Great Metal Debate listeners, to another of our artist interviews, where we bring you some of the most talented, compelling, and cutting-edge musicians in metal. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Ida Hawkland, bassist and vocalist for the metal band Triosphere. Ida, welcome to the Great Metal Debate podcast. Thank you so much. For those who aren't familiar with Triosphere or maybe have just heard about them, can you provide our listeners with a brief background on the band, perhaps where you're from, and how the band got started. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, we are from Norway. Uh, we live in the, right in the middle of Norway, and we started up in late 2004, actually. Um, it was me and uh, songwriter um, Marius Silver, the guitarist, uh, and then we were uh, quickly uh, a full lineup. Uh, we released our debut album Onwards uh, in 2006 in Norway in 2007 uh, the rest of the world and we followed up with our second album The Road Less Traveled in 2010 and now we have our third album out The Heart of the Matter which was released in the US on the 2nd of December last year uh, so that's a very short sum up of um, of our history. Um, I might also add that we have uh, been so lucky to do um, six European tours uh, throughout the years with uh, bands which uh, we really look up to, and that's bands such as Sonata Artica, uh, Arch Enemy. Everything actually started with Wasp and touring with them, both in Norway and Europe. Um, we've done... Uh, a few cool festivals but to this date we have only done one performance outside of Europe and that was at the 70,000 tons of metal that went from Florida to Fort Lauderdale uh, sorry from from Fort Lauderdale to Jamaica uh, this January mm-hmm. so uh we uh that's that's the next goal for the band to to what shall i say expand our territory and uh and try to be uh, come out more live in uh, both uh, North and South America and Asia. And, yeah, we're we definitely we are hoping and trying to all come out of Europe as well. Sounds like some exciting stuff on the horizon for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, stylistically, for folks who might have some uh, assumptions about bands from Norway or the Scandinavian <laughs> countries, might be thinking more the you know the. Black metal. Can you give us a little uh, idea what stylistically fans can expect when they hear the music of Triosphere? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's no surprise that uh, that black metal and extreme metal is uh, one of the biggest musical um, assets of Norway, actually. So uh, we've uh, we've on a regular basis uh, heard that. Okay, you're from Norway. Don't you play black metal? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we uh, uh, hmm. uh, in the jungle of genres. It's uh, it's a bit difficult to uh, to say exactly what kind of metal we're playing, but I usually just say melodic heavy metal. Um, yes. We have um, 
Uh, we have been labeled as progressive metal, as power metal, even as thrash metal, <laughs> and everything between. But but most often I see that they, uh, the um, uh, the journalists and the, the the general feedback from listeners are that we are some kind of a progressive power metal band. Um, but uh, we are not caught up in uh, in playing up specific kind of of metal. I think maybe that's why. Uh, it it seems like uh, people have had the, a bit difficulties with placing us within just one uh, limited kind of of expression. Um, we are influenced by lots of hard rock from the 80s and and 70s, and um, of course modern rock and metal as well. Uh, we have influences from, of course, the black metal scene. <laughs> uh but uh, but but all kinds of of music uh, we just think that good music is good music and we we are influenced and inspired by uh, all kinds of expressions so the easy answer melodic heavy metal <laughs> i think that's a great description and uh, you had alluded before to touring with some bands in europe like arch enemy and I know you've toured with Camelot as yes, well. Yes. You talked about Wasp and and all those bands may be coming from different subgenres, but they all have that melodic approach as as part of their music. Yes, absolutely, and that was something that we we talked about when we um uh, when we got the message that we could go out on on a, a small tour with Arch Enemy because of course they are a much more heavy band than us uh, and the vocal expression at least is really places them in, in a different uh, expression uh, but we thought of, okay but they have a very very strong presence of melody in uh, all their music and so have we so hopefully their fans will also like us <laughs> even though we are softer around the edges you might say and um we've always been very good uh, very well received by uh the the fans of all the bands that we've been out on tour with so we are very grateful for that and we like to think that that means that we have a very um um uh, accessible sound <laughs> absolutely that has to feel good when when you do go out with bands that aren't aren't exactly your type of music, mm. but the fans still respond positively. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let me uh, ask you about your most recent album, that the Heart of the Matter album, uh, released uh, a little over six months ago. Uh, now that you've had a little distance and been able to perform some of the songs live, how do you all evaluate the album with that distance now? Um, well, we were very proud of it when we were, were mixing it, mixing it uh, and also when we were, we were re releasing it so we kind of we've um we kind of had a, a healthy distance to the material all along so it wasn't like that we were really fed up with it you might say when it was released we were uh, we still listened a lot to it then and we still do uh but of course now that it's been out there a while i well, I like it even more. <laughs> um, I am, I'm very, yeah, well, uh, that's a bit the reason why we use as long time as we do to put out an album because we, we craft the songs until they are all that we want them to be. So it's, of course, very, it's a good feeling to listen to the songs on the album uh, several months after it's released and still feel that, yeah, we, uh, th this was, this came out the way we wanted. We're it still feels really good, and the feedback has been completely mind-blowing. 
so um, I, yeah. And I want to ask you about that. Uh, we we had our list of top ten metal albums for 2014 for our podcast uh, back in December. I hadn't yet heard your new album, and I definitely would have found a place on the list if I had. The reviews have been really great for the album, and I, I wonder how that uh, receiving that positive feedback has motivated the band. Um, it definitely gives a huge boost in motivation and um, uh, and an inspiration, you might say, as well. Um, it's um, um, you can we we never take for granted. Uh, any good feedback that we that we receive, we're always so grateful. It's always such a huge pleasure to to see people who thinks the album is is good and or great or inspiring or, or whatever. Um, so of course you uh, you spend so much time working on material, uh, and especially us. <laughs> I've understood, um, and um, we it's it's a very very personal part of yourself. So uh, when you put it out there and you get that kind of feedback, uh, it's um, yes, it's definitely a, a huge huge motivation, and um, uh, well, so so grateful to uh, to get the chance to to both reach out to so many people and to also. Um, receive that kind of feedback. So um, it's, it's a bit difficult to answer any more than that, but yes, it's motiva- motivating and a very grateful experience. It is obvious you all put a lot of time and effort into the writing and composing process. I, I wonder if you could give our listeners a little insight into what that process is like from the germ that becomes a song mm. through the point that, that, that you have the finished product. Mm. Uh, it's... Um, I would dare say that no song is made exactly like the next one. Um, it, so, um, and maybe I should start with the first and foremost. Uh, Marius, the guitarist, is the one who writes all the music uh, mainly, um, and sometimes he has uh, almost the whole arrangement of a song ready before he presents it to the rest of us, and then we. Well, uh, we start working a bit together uh, at the rehearsal room. Um, we tweak and test out different kind of uh, rhythm patterns, uh, at least uh, as far as me and the drummer are concerned. Um, other times we uh, try different kind of keys in the different parts. We may, may change parts and so on and so forth. Uh, other times he perhaps only have one or two parts of a song and then we start just jamming out to see what happens um, all that being said I do all the vocal melodies and all the lyrics and sometimes those melodies comes first and then I and Morris sit together and, and work something out um, from that angle uh, is always um, a product of um, uh, the entire band uh, because all the songs are worked uh, on in the rehearsal room together with uh, all four of us. So, um, um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> and, and, Ida, your part is, is maybe a little greater as you're both playing the bass guitar and singing. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder how that plays into it, that you're both performing with an instrument and doing the vocals. Yeah. Um, uh, on the on, on our second album, uh, The Road Less Traveled, we were playing the songs a lot more in the rehearsal room before we um, 
before I started working on the vocal lines and before we entered the studio. So um, uh, it was um, that kind of came, what shall I say, simultaneously. I was kind of working on both the vocal lines and the bass line at the same time. Um, on this last album, I, uh, we kind of had all the music done before I actually started to work on the vocal lines. Uh, so uh, I was doing all these melodies without playing the bass at the same time. So when I, after the uh, the album was recorded, <laughs> and we were going to start rehearsing in everything to perform it live, I realized that oh, okay, I have some extra work to do here to be able to synchronize what I'm doing <laughs> with my vocals sure. and the hands. <laughs> but um, but it's uh, it it all fits. It's just about rehearsing a bit together and. Um, uh, well, it, I've always worked like that. I always uh, had an instrument and, and the voice. So, um, yeah. You, you find that helpful, actually, to, to be doing both those things? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, uh, especially when uh, when I perform, well, maybe it's more or less because I've always sung and played an instrument at the same time. But I am, uh, what should I say? It's um, it, I find it both... Um, in, as an inspiration and actually as a, a almost physical support <laughs> to have the bass <laughs> at the same time as I'm playing. Uh, I've been used to that. It's all about how I'm, how I'm standing and how, where I'm placing uh, the weight and everything when I'm singing. I'm, I'm used to have, have that goddamn heavy bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the same it's, time. it's part of your performance now. It, I would actually, yeah, uh, would say it's, it's pretty much part of it. <laughs> so it's always, always a bit, um, takes a bit adjustment for me when I'm in the studio, when I'm only singing to, uh, to find the, the proper way to, to stand <laughs> and place myself to, um, to perform, you might say. A bit exaggerated, but you get my point. <laughs> sure. Talking about vocals and vocalists we we talked earlier about arch enemy which obviously has a, a very different sort of vocal approach and then there are yeah. other bands like a nightwish which which does something different uh, than than what you're doing what sort of singers have inspired or influenced your performance uh that is uh, actually without a doubt david coverdale and ronnie james dio um i started i was only a backing singer uh until I was around 20 years old, and then I started doing the lead vocals for uh, 80s hard rock cover band. Uh, and uh, actually, it's, it's a bit embarrassing to say, but that was it's what's not really until then that I really got to know the, all the good stuff that you have in the 80s hard rock scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but at least uh, I really, I completely fell in love with uh, the voice of, uh, of Coverdale and Dio, and uh, we sang a lot of songs um, uh, of them. And, and I think the, um, um, the reason is much the uh, ability to um, perform and convey the emotion and the sincerity in um, uh, in in the music and in the lyrics. Of course, when you're talking about White Snake, it's uh, the lyrics are a bit like so and such <laughs> from uh, from some albums. Uh, but but anyways, it's 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 a passion and a sincerity in both Coverdale and um, Dio's voice that always been so inspiring for me and. Uh, and I loved the, uh, the the melody lines, so uh, uh, so absolutely they are uh, in the, in the very top of my inspirations. Two great singers, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. You referenced earlier the uh, 
70,000 tons of metal cruise you participated in on January. I, I wanted to ask you what that experience was like, and particularly, did you see any other bands that impressed you? Uh, well, first of all, it was a, uh, what should I say? It's, it was a extraordinary experience <laughs> to be on that cruise for sure uh, just the cruise itself and and that whole part of it was uh, was just outstanding and um uh and then the festival all the bands the lineup was also uh, just fantastic it was so many bands that you really if, at least uh, on my behalf I could not reach over half of all I wanted to see uh, but a lot of good bands, a really good. Um, everything was organized really well, I think. Um, and uh, I loved the Pretty Maids uh, performance. Oh. Um, uh, of course, Archenemy was really cool. Uh, oh, I have to think back now. Um, if I'm right, you've opened for Archenemy with both Alisa and Angela. Yes, that's true. Uh, we did. Uh, we opened for Arch Enemy in 2009 and 2010, uh, and then we did two gigs with them in Norway in uh, last year with uh, Alyssa. So yeah, we've been around with both, and uh, uh, yeah, that that should also also be added. Angela has been uh, a huge inspiration as well because her stage presence is just insane. <laughs> So, um, so that was uh, that's been a, a really cool experience. But uh, Alyssa is also she she just uh, yeah she she takes that stage like it's nobody's business. <laughs> so um, so I, and it seems like uh, Art Enemy has really managed to pull off that switch uh, without seemingly uh, being um, weakened by it at all. It seems like they are really on top of their game as far as I can see. Um, but yeah, I, I want to mention that from the from the cruise, uh, one band that was uh, really awesome was actually Annihilator. Oh, the Canadian band. Yes, yes. they were uh, they were they they play a really cool set, and it was really cool also because uh, our drummer is an insanely diehard Annihilator fan, and he's never seen them live before, so he was completely uh, over the roof <laughs> in excitement. <laughs> So uh, now it was a fantastic experience, the whole thing, absolutely. That's great. Mm. Well, beginning to wrap up with you, Ida, what can people expect from Triosphere uh, for the remainder of 2015 and beyond, if you have any plans beyond that? Well, uh, we have been saying all along, and we will keep on saying that we are working on getting out on a tour. And uh, also, like I started with saying, we definitely are trying to, to get more out of Europe uh, as well. Because we uh, we see now that we are starting to establish at least some listeners <laughs> around in North and South America, uh, and 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 actually around India as well. So we really hope to reach more out in the in those territories. Um, as of right now, we don't have anything confirmed. Uh, it's um, it's. Um, tougher and tougher business for each year out there and the more bands are trying to get out on uh, on tours it's um it's it's not easy so but we're doing our very best but for 2015 uh we are uh we have done one norwegian festival so far and we have four more to go uh so so we will be playing a bit in norway actually uh, throughout this year and that's something we haven't done too much of uh in the previous years actually 
Do you want to give the dates and locations for those? Uh, maybe I should do that. <laughs> uh, the first uh, coming up is um, in uh, the 19th and 20th of June in Halden in Norway, the Tons of Rock Festival. Uh, the next one is, um, let me see now, uh, it's the, we have one the 12th of September uh, in Kristiansand, which is called Southern Discomfort, uh, and we are actually going out on a boat again, <laughs> uh, on, um, uh, from, that goes from Norway down Asta over to Denmark, uh, which is called Rock the Boat. And that is the, if I remember correctly now, I think it's the 30th of August. Hope that was correct. <laughs> uh, and then there is uh, one more also in, um, in around 9th of August, uh, in, uh, east, southeast or Norway. There will be some chances in Norway this year, at least. I suppose folks should just keep watching the Internet and uh, keeping an eye out for uh, potential other dates elsewhere in the world. Absolutely, because we know all the other tours we have gone out on, uh, or maybe not all of them, but several of them, the, the offers have popped up with not a very much uh, time ahead of the actual dates. So things might still happen. <laughs> So we are definitely uh, working on it. Uh, we have no intention of just sitting at home <laughs> with the album out. We want to come out and play. That's why we're in this. So just keep an eye out. Well, as people are doing that, how can they find out more about Triosphere, including how to purchase your music and merchandise? Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, are fairly good at updating uh, our Facebook site. Uh, it's, of course, uh, facebook.com slash triosphere. Uh, we are trying to become better at updating our uh, official website, which is thetriosphere.com. Uh, but, well, it's, uh, Facebook is very accessible for everyone, so we, we at least you can find almost all info you need there about dates and festivals and what's happening and everything. Um, when it comes to our music, it should be available on uh well, all the the big um, music merchandise sites like Amazon.com, CDON.com, uh, of course, from uh, our label AFM Records own website, also possible to purchase the um, the album. Uh, also, streaming services uh, like Spotify and Wimp uh, do have. Uh, at least our newest album available. Spotify should have all of them. Uh, when it comes to other kind of merchandise, we are kind of in limbo on that right now, <laughs> uh, because we are um, we have been trying to handle it ourselves, but we are uh, are trying to um, to find a company to uh, to sell it on our behalf because it's kind of we don't have a really good system within the band for it and. So it's mainly coming to our concerts to get T-shirts and hoodies as of right now. But we are working on getting a good system up there so we can... Uh, um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, se sell uh, the merch all around the world and send it around. So maybe the best way to support the band, keep looking out for some tour dates upcoming and come out 
watch you all live, and then buy the music right there. For sure. We always bring CDs and the merchandise to all our shows. And of course, now for the next shows, at least in Norway, of course, we will be having new merchandise also. Well, I can't encourage our listeners enough to check out Triosphere and in particular, this new album, The Heart of the Matter. Uh, Fans of any type of melodic metal will find something to like here, I assure them. Ida, thank you so much for joining us today. I I really hope someday in the near future I'm fortunate enough to see Triosphere perform live and maybe get you to autograph my copy of your album. Oh, awesome. Uh, thank you so very much yourself for uh, for actually do, taking time to to have us on your podcast. This is uh, obviously the, one of the most valuable things we can have that people actually want to talk to us and, and then um, promote us to their listeners again. So thank you so much. 